When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, it's Dave here. It's uh, Sunday morning. I've had about uh, six hours sleep. Five more movies to go. Uh, got my breakfast lined up in front of me and Captain America The Winter Soldier is next. So I'm just going to Skype Joe Kiley. He's coming back for the second Captain America. Uh, just going to line that up now. Hello, Joe. Dave, how are you this Sunday morning? Welcome back. Welcome back to you. How are you holding up? I'm all right. Um, yeah? Yeah. I was like, I'm okay. I'm slightly, slightly tired. Slightly <laughs> it's hungover. It's the best way to watch a two-hour movie. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. This is, a, this, is a good, this is a good movie. I'm looking forward to seeing what you think of it. So this is the, um, the Russo brothers uh, first came on board, and they have did the... Uh, Captain America Civil War and they're doing the new Avengers movie and uh, they made a really good made a really good go of this yeah I suppose I'm only familiar with their work on Community but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they did Um, I'm up for this uh, just total open mind I was pleasantly surprised by the first Avenger and yeah Winter Soldier here we go alright let's do this I joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people Captain to build a better world Sometimes means tearing the old one down. And that makes enemies. Right. Credits are rolling. The Winter Soldier. We've watched the two post-credits mandatory scenes setting up later movies. Um, Joe, what do you think of what you think of that one? Yeah, it, it, I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as the rip-roaring adventure that was um, the first Avenger. Uh, it, it kind of it's a very different tone. First of all, like. It's it's a very grey, uh, slow moving sort of spy drama with a lot of mystery, and um, I suppose the key to it is you need to not know where the mystery is going, and I think I unpacked that in the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> Pretty much, you basically so, you said to me, um, "Oh, is it? Well, we're gonna, we can spoil we can spoil the movie." You were like, "Okay, so is the Winter Soldier Bucky?" And I said, "Okay, yes," um, and then you said. All right, so is uh, is Shield just been compromised by Hydra? And I was like, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> is uh, is Nick Fury not dead? And I was like, stop, Joe. <laughs> and I, I also, yeah, I didn't, I didn't trust Robert Redford from the start. No, you had, you yeah, you you called every uh, every part of that. So fair play. So there was a good hour and a half where I was just waiting for 
the inevitable <laughs> to, to pan out. Waiting for confirmation of your of your intelligence. Yeah, and uh, Captain America himself, as you pointed out very well, not very uh, not very good spy either. I mean, he's technically a soldier, I guess, but uh, he just, you know, well, he's dressed very colourfully and just charges into situations. Captain Conspicuous is what you called him. Yeah, I think that's a, that's one of many nicknames that, that I gave Captain during the, the course of the two movies. Uh, did you note some of them down? Uh, I did. Okay. Um, there's there's a lot of peck based puns. A lot of peck based puns. I actually set, I made a whole list of uh, peck puns here. Um, you, won't, you actually I only wrote two of these down in the end. I thought we I thought we would do better, Joe. But you did try a few extra ones, but they didn't make the cut. Yeah, so gonna, thankfully, you, thankfully you filtered those out. I'm going to list up. These were the two best peck puns that you had. Uh, I, I didn't contribute anything to this list, sadly. Okay, so the first one should have gone to Peck Savers. Top notch. And, uh, <laughs> it's a bit And forced. you called him Gregory Peck much later on. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Although my personal, my personal favorite uh, was because we were discussing the fact that uh, Captain America is clearly a virgin. Uh, which we were chatting about in, oh, in yeah. the first Avenger r- review yesterday. And you pointed out that he is the 95-year-old virgin. And you said it just guessing his age. And then like a line later, he confirmed that he is in fact 95. So I don't know how you've done the maths. No, I just That was a, p- a pure estimate. I, I thought maybe he might have been closer to 100. But yeah, 95, bang on. Yeah, spot on. And actually, they were talking in that conversation th- about the fact that... Uh, you know, he hadn't kissed anyone in 95 years. So I th- I, I'm going to take that as confirmation that he is definitely a virgin. I think of all the predictions that I made during that movie, I think the, the 95-year-old virgin thing was the best. <laughs> it, was, it was spot on. Uh, another thing which... <laughs> wait, I just, I just looked at... I don't even know what the context of this was. But you said... Uh, I just wrote down a quote from you, which is, What's your beef, Buckles? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they really established... Okay, yeah, okay, he's brainwashed and he's working for Hydra, but like, he will not listen to reason and he's not gonna, like, he doesn't listen to people who are trying to help him. Uh, like, what's your beef, Buckles? Because <laughs> there's one point where Captain America is like, uh, you know me, you know, we're, we're, we were childhood friends and he's just, I don't know you! Yes, I Boom. don't know you, and then punches him. The time for talking has ended, it is now time for fists. <laughs> Um, one thing which which came up a lot in this was the fact that no no characters ever remain dead in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nobody. I think that w- that was what tipped me off to Bucky from the off. Uh, like, uh, uh, e- unless you see a corpse, and even when you do see a corpse, it's a pretty good bet that they're going to come back to life. Exactly. We saw it with Agent Coulson died in the Avengers, and they just brought him back for the TV show, undid all the the the, the good that was done there. Bucky came back. Uh, Nick Fury wasn't dead for long. Captain America wasn't dead for long. Even uh, even Toby Jones came back. Yeah, he came back as a computer. As so, a computer, uh, yeah. Good old Toby. On like a uh, classic like Amstrad. He's basically, his mind was in a whole lot of Amstrads. And you were saying there's a name for this trope in movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I think it's based on the um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And it's called I Got Better. <laughs> Love that. So I I was dead, but it got better. She turned me into a newt. Yeah. Um, anything else in there? There were a few interesting. I think I noticed some people who had been in the DCU. Yes, the um, the one of the World Council, the Asian guy, had been one of the bankers in the Dark Knight. And you pointed out that um, 
there is a sort of a dark there's a dark knight similarity to this or there a lot of it some of it feels like the dark knight particularly the it, car chases yeah it's it's certainly a post nolan action movie um like uh, especially fury road which is the yes the, uh, the, the the fury the nick fury chase sequence um reminiscent of partly the dark knight and partly some of the stuff from inception now i'm not sure how the timelines work out when when did um the winter soldier come out that was 2015 oh, was it 24 2014 so yeah, oh, right. we're, oh, definitely, we're way yeah. post nolan um but i thought uh, the russo brothers really competent action directors i mean as you said earlier you know they they're, they're Oh, the community and TV work was, uh, you know, comedy was their is their background. So they just really, um, although I think they did the paintball episodes. Yeah, of community. definitely. It, it seems like they were kind of um, they were flexing their muscles in the constraints of TV, and really they've been let loose on a on a much bigger franchise, and they've been given a bigger budget, and they've done amazing things with it. Yeah, because I mean, even even the, those paintball episodes are they're all about the the language of action movies, um, and. It's, there are some great sequences in this as you said the Fury Road uh, the Fury Road one yeah all in all though it felt tonally a little bit uneven um, or at least like there were some pretty big action moments but there was there were long lulls in between and um, some pretty crummy dialogue at points like there was a point where Captain America and um, and uh, Romanov were they were they were having an interaction i suppose is the most charitable way of putting it but they they, they were doing it back and forth in the middle of an action sequence and uh they really didn't sell uh the, the lines at all it was like a really flat line reading and it just wasn't working for me yeah they they didn't really work as the sort of buddy cop duo and i think i just don't think scarlett johansson can pull off quips it was the same in the avengers just just feel i kind of cringe every time she does it i i'm struggling to think of an example where Scarlet was funny in a previous. I mean, like you, could go, you, you go back to Ghost World, or or maybe like she's she's quite um, wry and knowing. She she kind of does she does sardonic well. Um, the likes of uh, Lost in Translation, or um, even even her was a kind of an interesting one for her. Scarlet slam down. You pointed out. I w- I've been doing a Black Widow scissor kick count this whole time. Um, there were two of them in this. Although you pointed out that. Uh, we seem to have different definitions of what a scissor kick is. So I was thinking of when she like throws her ties up on someone's head and sort of flips them, flips them round. Yeah, I, I think to me a scissor kick is uh, is more of an aerial kick involving the two legs. Um, what you're describing is more like a, a tie choke. Yeah, some I think, sort of a martial arts move. I think you might be right. So from now on, we're rebranding that to the uh, Scarlet Widow thigh choke count. More importantly, Dave, how did we do on the Bechdel test? It's a fail, I'm afraid. There were quite a few female characters here who were named. Uh, so we had, obviously, Black Widow. We had Agent Carter had a scene. Uh, Maria Hill, played by Kobe Smulders. And then there was the uh, the nurse, Agent 13, who's his neighbour. But uh, none of them had uh, a conversation. There was one point when Nick Fury's on the table where um, Maria Hill and Black Widow are talking to each other very briefly, but it's about Nick Fury. So yeah, sadly that doesn't count. Can we go back to um, Agent Carter's scene because that had some Ugh. of the, that had some dodgy CG going on. They they aged her. I don't know why they couldn't use makeup. It was a strange choice, um, it, and one of the instances where a practical effect would have done the job a lot easier. Yes, which is uh, something we talked about on a, a recent episode of uh, Shite Guys. Oh, segue there. The plug. 
Segway, plug coming through. Plug. Yeah, the CG did not work there. There was something just. Ugh. Uh, I think it's the I think it's the eyes because it's it's um, Haley Atwell's eyes, and they're just a young person's eyes in an, in a sort of old wrinkly face. It also didn't look like her, did it? So you may as well have just cast an old actress. Said, that's true i, that's I think for, for me it was the mouth movement it just it seemed a bit stretched and creepy um yeah and you can see that they didn't have the confidence to linger on her for more than a few seconds uh a <laughs> yeah. lot of her lines were delivered looking at captain america and she was shot from behind so uh that kind of shows that they, they weren't really too confident in the results look away i'm gonna call that scene aging carter perfect you're welcome uh, you have a, a count of the movie montages, don't you? And and Captain jumping out of a plane. There was several examples of that. There was only one. I only I only counted one time he jumped out of a plane. Uh, well, there's a few times at the end. Doesn't he hop out? Well, okay, they're not planes. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a they're, heli. Cannon. They're aircraft. Yeah. All right. Let's. But he kind of falls. I got. I think that's different. <laughs> it falls. has to be voluntary. That's yeah. He has got to know what he's doing because he's got to say something like, "I don't need a parachute. I'm Captain America." I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. So I'm I'm just gonna, I'm going to leave that at one. I think I think uh, falling out of a plane is a very different skill entirely. Yeah. Um, overall, I I think I think I might be done with Captain America. I don't think I could oh, sit through no. Civil War. Um, yeah, it it was fine, and I didn't hate it. But uh, I think I've I think I've got the measure of Captain America now. So that's interesting. So you 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 mentioned earlier you're more of a fan of the first Avenger than Winter Soldier. You had more fun uh, with that. I, I I had more fun as we. I think we mentioned. Um, it seemed to borrow heavily from Indiana Jones, and uh, you know it's got it's got the Nazis, it's got the MacGuffin, and it's got a lot of the action set pieces are similar as well. Mm. So I think I was more on board for that. Whereas this whole uh, all the president's men kind of spy mystery thriller. I mean, if I didn't know how it was going to end, maybe. But I I saw through that pretty quickly so you're yeah, too clever it, you're too clever for this movie but in fairness imagine being 10 or 12 12 let's say and and seeing this for the first time and you don't have you don't have the baggage of all the previous spy craft and and uh previous action movies you've seen so this would blow you away if you hadn't been primed to look for these things well it kind of blew me away so does that mean that i have the mind of a 12 year old uh, not just the mind, you have the physique of a 12-year-old as well. <laughs> That's what, yeah, I've, uh, physically I am very much like Steve Rogers before the, the the serum, but with less sort of creepy floaty CG face. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, to be fair, I don't think you uh, volunteer to be beaten up quite so much. Uh, no, and I don't sacrifice myself at any opportunity. Uh, I, I, another quote I wrote down from you was you literally screamed this near the end. You said, oh my God, stop sacrificing yourself. Yeah, it's totally needless. Again, yeah. like he he finds himself on an aircraft, he could easily make a, a a tidy escape, and he just hangs on for no reason. At least uh, this time, he's not presumed dead. Presumed dead. <laughs> these these are words that I dread. Like in, in any screenplay, presumed dead is lazy, lazy writing. Presumed dead means see you in two movies. Yes, presumed um, yeah. coming back in a bit. And I'll be wearing like, a mask, so you won't know it's me for the first half of the movie. Exactly. Like, Captain America was presumed dead twice in the first movie. And uh, he was obviously recovered for present day. Um, and Bucky, of course, presumed dead. Nick Fury, presumed <laughs> dead. <so> dead. <laughs> just they stop presuming. Just, they should presume they're alive. 
because they're always alive. That's more often the case. So it should be presumed alive until proven dead, right? I know, but but well, yeah, I suppose Nick Fury went to great lengths to prove himself dead, but um, he did. He's like, look at my grave. I got a grave. And we have to mention, you spotted a nice little Easter egg on his grave. I, I don't know whether I was just not immersed in the film, but I, I just instantly zoned in on the headstone and the uh, the epigraph was... It was, a, it was a quote from Pulp Fiction. I forget the exact quote. Was it the... Uh, it's the path of the righteous man. Th- the path of the righteous man. So that, that's straight from Jules in, uh, in, in Pulp Fiction. Um, nice touch, but uh, yeah, there's, there's tons of Easter eggs in these films. So that's it. Well, um, for me, for me, Joe, interesting that you 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 were more a fan of the first Avenger, and I, and I, I get your point. These are very different genres, and clearly, you're more an Indiana Jones guy than um, all the presidents men guy. For me, um, well, actually, I would say the same. I I am more of an Indiana Jones guy, but the, I much preferred Winter Soldier to the first Avenger. I thought this was just a really just very nicely plotted movie nothing sort of revolutionary i guess there if you know if you understand movie language but just great action scenes uh it was fun really good character development there uh robert redford's always fun i'm gonna i think this this is probably gonna go somewhere up the top here for me in this the ranking i think i might slot it in i think it's gonna go just above the avengers actually so it's gonna just behind iron man 3 and just ahead of the Avengers, so this is the second best one I've seen so far. Okay, and w- would you um, would you have been of that opinion going into this, or has that shifted in any way since watching it again? To be honest, I thought I kind of the Avengers, the first Avengers, is the one I am um, probably thought would have been the top of this because it's the one I've seen the most. But I don't know something. Maybe it's just because I'm losing my mind. But uh, yesterday <laughs> it just wasn't wasn't doing it for me, and I had it up on the projector, and it just looked a bit too comic booky and colorful it was weird uh it just wasn't working for me it didn't feel cinematic uh even though there's a lot of the lot uh, there's a lot that's good in that movie but i just got way more of a kick out of iron man 3 and the winter soldier although i had had yep. like five beers by the time iron man 3 kicked in so maybe that's the the key that always helps yeah. um yeah i remember enjoying iron man 3 in the cinema uh much more than iron man 2 anyway that's for sure yeah that's way down the list here that's can I just the can I point something out? Um, the the idea of people coming back from the dead and uh, the killing of, let's say, robots or unnamed henchmen or creatures from another world. Uh, is there a sense that the Marvel movies aren't concerned with consequence? That um, you can lay waste to squadrons of people and not feel any guilt? you can die and come back and it's not a big problem that you can um you can lay waste to cities and it, there's no real consequence to it um is this, is this a problem in, mo- in action movies in general or is it a specific to marvel or what do you think i th- that's a, well interesting point i think um i think that i think it is a problem i think if you've this many characters who have just come back then death is meaningless death isn't Death, the, there's no real stakes. And when somebody dies, it, it means less in these movies. But the, because there's so many of them and they're over such a longer course of time, um, it, it does lose its impact. But in, in the wider sense of things, um, in terms of you know cities being destroyed and that not having any consequence, I think, to be fair, that is something that is addressed in Captain America Civil War, which you haven't seen yet. And that's sort of the foundation for that plot. It's about... Uh, accountability in an age of 
superheroes and all these big disasters how do you how do you manage that i mean the movie i'll talk about it later but it doesn't quite pull pull off or answer the question correctly but it does pose the question so at least they are thinking about it okay okay and that's fair enough all right joe well um thank you very much for coming over and get coming over you're in your living room i am indeed thanks for coming down to your living room to skype me (laughs) again and uh you're not gonna. You can't make it for the third Captain America, but I would recommend watching it when you get a chance, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Maybe on a later Shite Guys pod. Maybe, maybe. Um, I, 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 I think two is probably enough for me. Um, oh, I, I'm but not, it's so I'm good. Not ter- the third one. I'm not terribly interested in in Civil War. Had I been, I, I would have gone in the cinema, and that's the same for these other two as well. Um, I the, the one positive that I drew from this film is, uh, like in the first one. Captain America was a sort of a tool of propaganda and he was dissatisfied at being used that way. And in this one, it's, it's almost an anarchic message. It's, um, it's an individual or an organization overthrowing the status quo, uh, which is sort of uh, novel. I, I like, it's not novel for a, a, for a superhero movie, but the idea that the symbol of, um, of American patriotism is, taking on the government what is this is this a some sort of a oh what are they what are they called in the states there's a there's a movement of oh yeah okay the word i'm looking for is is libertarian uh the idea that um it, it's sort of a, an offshoot of republicanism which uh says that we don't just need small government we need no government which is, <laughs> is a kind of an, an anarchic um concept i think there's maybe a libertarian agenda in this film Wow. Shit just got deep. Okay. Um, well, I've got nothing else to add on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it probably is there. Uh, make of that what you will. Burn the government. So, Joe, I'm going to leave you go. I've got um, I've got, uh, got to line up the next movie. And I've got uh, Tom as my next guest. And he's going to be here any minute for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, All right. Enjoy that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. If you want to hear more of uh, Joe's sweet sultry voice uh check out our other podcast shitegeist um it's at shitegeistpod.com or it's on itunes and all the other podcast apps and we're at shitegeistpod on twitter joe thank you very much for coming down to your living room thanks for having me go on see you soon see you next time Waiting for my next guest. It's uh, it's twelve. Oh no, it's one o'clock. It's just gone one o'clock. Oh, there he is. There's Tom. Okay, hang on. That's convenient timing. Tom. Hello. Welcome back to the <laughs> Marvel movie thing. Why are you wearing on socks? Because um. Because Kathy's not here. Yeah, yeah. And okay, uh, so. this is a, you know, just living the dream. This is just yeah, this is when the cat's away I I wear out socks. Yeah. Well she chooses my outfits for me. Okay. Not many people know this. It's actually kind about of creepy. Me and it's Kathy's right? relationship. Yeah, yeah. Is this creeping it's, you out? It's kind of worrying me a little bit. Yeah. Well one is black and one is white. It's they're actually not even subtly different. They're like, you know. No, it wasn't close. 
But and I'm actually and a, they look so thick that it looks like you're wearing three socks on each foot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I actually am wearing two pairs of socks. Because it's a bit cold here. Oh Do you think God. it's cold? I don't I think it's lovely. I'm a two pairs of socks kind you of guy. Are, geez, yeah, so yeah. I've, I've just been out walking. Two pairs of odd bit. socks. Two pairs of odd socks. Yeah. So I'm right, glad you're here. I'm really glad I'm this here. This is uh, the first human interaction I've had. Well, I was I had Joe Kylie on from Ireland over Skype, but uh, you're the first person I've seen. Can I just touch, 20, touch you a little don't bit? Touch, don't okay, touch. Okay, no. That's but, 21st century interaction. That's nice. That's Yeah, I know. How did that go? That's that? how I'm going to... All my interactions are going to be like that yeah. from now on. I Do you have any odd socks I can slip into? Cause I feel it might be better. Yeah. It's because <laughs> your, your, your uniformity is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I like the purple-black stripe thing you got Thanks, going man. on. Yeah, here. yeah. It's, it's kind good. Of, it's kind of like um, superhero kind of style. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you dress for the occasion. Yeah. And of course, oh, I haven't even <laughs> commented on the fact that you're dressed as Captain America. Um, yeah, I just uh, found a noggin around. <laughs> we just moved into this place in Tuting and it turns out the guy's got a load of costumes. It was just there. So it was just there. Yeah. Wow. And it fit like a glove. That was handy. Yeah. It's working out a snug. Little. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah. You got the whole pecs going on here. Yeah, I got some pecs. Yeah, That's got these the abs. Ones, right? Are they, no, those are your biceps. This is, yeah. This is you were just, those, <laughs> I switched my pecs. <laughs> I switched my pecs and biceps before I came back. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's a superhero um, thing I got going on. Wow. Have you ever seen superhero? You're super, super anatomy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unusual. It's yeah. a good look for you. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's... Um, Let's bring this inside. Okay. Well, um, I'm just gonna well, let's turn this off and we can get set up. Well, there's okay. no point in having this on while we're all sitting down. No, we're still listening to this. I'm gonna leave this in. Maybe like the cinema mile, but like way shorter. Oh yeah, just, like, a lot It's right not there. a mile. So, yeah, it's a like, couple of meters. It's like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. The cinema meters <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> the cinema crawl to the living room. Yeah, it no, just wouldn't, not no, that either. No, 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 no. Right, we're gonna brainstorm some all titles. Right. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Let's put on some elevator music in the meantime. Couch. We're set up, ready to go. I got my odd socks on. Tom's wearing his Captain America outfit, um, and we got burritos. Thanks for bringing burritos. Guardians of the Galaxy is Captain America, right? Yes, yeah, uh, yes, it is. You're okay. gonna love this movie because I would be really features, embarrassing if I'd gone for the wrong outfit. He features prominently. Sweet. Okay. Uh, so you've only seen. You just told me you've only seen half this movie. Yeah, but I didn't. Kind of. I kind of hoped you wouldn't say that straight off the bat. Oh right. Because then I'm that guy who's like, like these people are listening to a film podcast, and it's like he who watches half movies. Well, you do. Yeah, no, no, but I don't. Like, as what a, was the context? I don't, I don't remember the context. All I know is I've seen half of it and I had to leave for some particular reason. The cinema? No, no, no. no. I've seen it like in my living room as well. You had to leave your living room? Yeah, yeah. Was it on fire? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got really into the film and I just started shooting it up a little bit. <laughs> I, can't remember. I, I, was with, I was with Sarah, I can't remember. but I've, I've, Did Sarah turn it off? That's more plausible. That is more. No, but she's actually That's into. She's actually into Mar- like Marvel films and stuff. She's, she's okay. So she wouldn't have turned it. Then off. why did Sarah say that this was the stupidest idea she'd ever heard? The idea of like doing it back to back. I think it's oh. more. It was, it was definitely more aimed at you. Okay. Like I'm. I'm coming over to watch a film, have a chat. Well, it is a stupid. You're idea. doing this like all weekend. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. The and whole she, weekend. She's not. She's not that keen on you. Anyway. Okay. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> she's not listening. listening. No, she's not listening. Um. So even when I tell her, it's like I'm on it. She's like, no, still won't no interest. Not yeah, interested. No interest. Um, nor is she interested in the second half of Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it would no. appear not. You can relay it to her. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Well, it was the first half you saw? Yes. Yeah, okay. So what do you remember? Very little. 
clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just a kind of a life story for me, generally. You know, um, movies I'm, don't stick. Movies don't stick. No, I've got like I've got like some. You look really worried now. You're like, is he going to even remember like, the film by the end of the film? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I love the guy with the shield. He was he was he was pretty good. Yeah, this this Avatar stuff's really good. Um, no, I like I like Chris Pratt. I like kind of Parks and Recreation. And I remember actually, I the, the worst thing is I actually remember really enjoying the first half of this film. Um, which is probably only I remember why you didn't watch but I can't, no it's like we were dragged away for something we had to go out or something or, okay yeah yeah so and you never went back no I, I obviously didn't no well I'm <laughs> I'm trying to think I think actually you might have seen the best the best, out of, the best maybe half. that's maybe that's why maybe I've done this like podcast with someone else and they're like don't watch the second don't half don't watch the second half yeah. you're not missing much no I'm actually I'm looking forward to it alright well let's um Let's stick it on. Looking forward to seeing your. Do you want? Do you just want? Do you want to watch the first half again? Let's do that. Why don't we watch Why the second watch half the whole first? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we watch it in reverse? Yeah, that makes sense. And I'll be like, "That's totally how I saw this going <laughs> when I couldn't remember it five yeah, minutes it's ago." Like Pulp Fiction, it's yeah, reverse yeah. chronological. Yeah. All right. Uh, without further ado, who says that? No one says. No that. one says that ever. People said that like a hundred years ago. Yeah, I feel like I just need, needed to introduce it or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you've had, you've had so many practice. Wanna... How have you introduced the other film? No, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I've been by myself. <laughs> so, without further friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just put on let's put on the movie. Let's guard the galaxy. Now. Here's the let's movie. Oh, that's good. That was good, wasn't it? You should have said I that. should present this. Go on, you say it again. Say it again. That's Are you recording now? Oh, we've, we've been recording this whole time. <laughs> this this like is all staying in. Let's guard the galaxy. Hey, hey, hey. That's mine. You suck. Hey, take those headphones off right now! They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a holes. All right, we're taking a bit of a tea break. We're only halfway through um, the movie, and the internet cut out. Right? And, yeah. Uh, was... Is it pretty much at the bit where you have you seen any? I've bit... seen an extra five minutes today, which has been worth three it's trains worth, worth the trip. and the walk up from the station, <laughs> and, and yeah. So that's been that's been really good, and actually not even a great five minutes. If I'm being honest, the last five minutes was probably the weakest of the film so far. I thought. Oh wow. Um, which is hopefully not a sign of things to come. Well, next time you might see another five minutes and then incrementally... Yeah. you know, We should analyse every five minutes. We should take a break, yeah. a tea break, and analyse the last five <laughs> minutes in real time. Like, just literally... Just, we could even do the dialogue Then we ourselves. can decide which are, was the best five minutes of the movie. Yeah. And that way, anyone who hasn't seen it, we could just say, just watch these five minutes. Go forward to like 72 yeah. minutes in. It's and just the yeah. best five minutes. It's, oh, it's just going to blow your mind. Re- don't need the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, things aren't looking good. I'm no. just doing... I'm just trying to... I'm looking at the internet thing here. Just looking at the internet yeah, thing. Yeah, just looking at the internet thing. Yeah. And uh, it says no, it says no internet on the internet thing. That's what I've established so far. Yeah. The way the the way the film stopped and everything stopped, the internet stopped. I mean, it, look at that. Point two megabytes per second, which is low, right? That's uh, pretty low. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get a movie down. No. In that, so I'm not sure. Uh, what should we what rate it so far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, feel yeah. Like, I feel like I know the first half uh, pretty well. 
So yeah, twice now you've seen the first half. Twice now, yeah. I've so seen the whole film. Did it in all two halves? It started to come back to you, did it? So the, the, the prison stuff. Prison scene was. Yeah. Pr- I love the prison scene. That's really that's really really good, and that's the bit kind of I remembered. I remembered kind of um, kind of properly. Um, cool kind of uh, weaponry and uh, rubbish use of guards again, like yeah. in a, like in any film, how guards are really crap, but these guards are particularly crap. They weren't very good. They just they, they didn't had, have a tight lock on that prison. They didn't have a tight lock no. at all. They didn't have great weapons to stop these men who are like three times the size of normal men. Best prison in the universe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, like just left said, the fridge open. That's he, the beeping. He'd said he'd like broken out of uh, was it twenty two prisons rocket. <laughs> Yeah, and that and was the that was the easiest one. one of all time. I'd yeah. say for him. So he the was, other, well, no wonder he's. They were making wisecracks the whole time. They it's were easy. like, "This is yeah, this is a piece of piss. This is so simple." <laughs> um, such a good movie, though. It's really uh, good. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Just all the characters are funny and enjoyable in their own right. They, you kind of care. You just you you care about them all. Yeah, I'm saying, they give them I'm all saying little like moments. rockets, kind of like the the furry creatures in these films are often kind of annoying uh, but he's actually really good he's uh, like Groot's really good and says yeah. three words uh, but brilliant facial expressions Chris Pratt's like a very lovable man like yeah he's excellent he's in this worst named yeah. man for a, for a really nice man like, Pratt, like <laughs> he's not a Pratt he's not a Pratt no. in the slightest he's the opposite of a Pratt but they give everyone they give each of the characters a little moment like Rocket when he's getting Change and he's got the so you can see cybernetic stuff on his back like he's clearly been tortured. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the moment yeah. when he's drunk and he's they keep calling him vermin. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, 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 not, I was going to say you identify with it. I, I, no, none of us identify with that. But uh, no, I've never been called vermin. No, <laughs> but never. I felt for him. And I've been called a lot of things, but no. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. But they do it really subtly, don't they? He just kind of looks at the kind of torture marks on his back and it kind of cuts away. So much. It. Like it yeah. says a lot. The only thing I don't, do you know, we've just seen the bit where he kind of rescues her and they come in and you know he's kind of lying on her and I yes when, not... when she's out in the Gamora's out in the space and then he puts the mask on her yeah they yeah. Can, I, I'm not buying that a huge amount in the kind of the love stuff you know like, no. like she's obviously clearly like very attractive and she's sexy and green she's sexy and green what more and, do you want and like you see at the, in the opening scene he's, he's gone for like less sexy and kind of ready pink Everyone in is this it, in this universe is just like it's just different colors. Different colors, very yeah. colorful. So it's, it's skin. It's obviously like green's good and 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 pink pinky is red less is a sexy. Bit slutty and it's just not very sexy. Slutty, yeah. <laughs> pink and slutty. Pink and slutty. <laughs> so he's moving up, but like do you know the way they, it's they haven't like built up to that very much, and then suddenly he's kind of in love with her, you know? Like he tries the dancing thing, and she's kind yeah. of she's she's. It's true. But, yeah. I guess they don't have a lot of time. They don't. To establish. Establish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's in a lot of movies, really. It's just Plus, like, like it, these two are just in love because, hey. They have to be in love. They're in love. The, yeah. the man and the woman are, are yeah. there. And, yeah, and there's man basically and no woman. other. But that's how it goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's. Um, let's go I'm going to go try to fix this internet. Yeah. We might have to jump on the, the neighbor's Wi Fi okay. if you're listening to this, Nick. Nick's an avid fan. He's our uh, upstairs neighbor. Oh, so he's cool with you jumping on his Wi Fi? Co- are you cool with this, Nick? You, well, if you're listening to this, it's already happened. Yeah. Or it hasn't happened. Yeah. In which case... Tune in come later on, and find out. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you in a bit.
Right, firstly, big thanks to Nick from upstairs. If you're listening, Nick, thank you for sharing your Wi-Fi code. <laughs> you appreciate that, Nick. Save the, the second day. half was really good. Yeah, was worth it. Yeah, it's a really good film. Yeah. I really like it. It is yeah. a great film. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's actually just slotted in at the number one. Yeah. List of well, I'm ranking all these movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's number one because you've seen it a couple of times before, so it's like, but you were still enjoying the but you like still you, like it. You laugh like normally at stuff anyway. I just you know, laugh at anything. Just laugh at I'm stuff. very easily pleased. Which, so I, I like spending time with you because it makes me feel more funny. Because you know, like even now you're laughing and stuff, and I like, yeah. but like, like to, to watch it for the third time and still be kind of laughing and stuff. Like it's, it's fun it's to a, watch it with someone who hasn't seen it before yeah, or has yeah. only seen half. Of it. <laughs> yeah, um, the second half you were perched there, <laughs> yeah. just watching everything I did. Uh, but it is just very, very funny. I think it's the funniest. I mean, a lot of the Marvel movies are. Matthew funny. Broderick did Stand by Props. He, yeah, yeah he, well, he weird. didn't have a lot else. Sorry, the credits are still his, going here. So his, di- his diary was free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, He's still pitching for his Bueller too. All Ralph, these years I, later, I got very excited yesterday. One, of the, I can't remember which movie it was, but it had Ralph Macchio in a special thanks <laughs> role, and I thought, "What's the Karate Kid?" But uh, it was a different Ralph Macchio. There's, there's, diff- there's two Ralph Macchios. Two Ralph Macchios. I yeah. looked it up, um, but yeah, all the characters are funny in their own right. Like Drax the Destroyer is just kills me with the 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 deadpan. <laughs> Um, nothing goes over my head my <laughs> reflexes are too fast um, Rocket why, why would I slit his throat oh yes <laughs> no, it's, an, it's an expression like <laughs> the, um, and Rockers, that comes Rockers. back that comes back when he's, when he's yeah exactly later. Yeah, yeah. and he kind of looks at him and he's like put my finger to your throat <laughs> yeah. um, Rocket is just brilliant from Rocket's beginning to end almost the standout character in that like I really kind of because initially we watched um, what about 10 minutes and I said Who, who's actually voicing that even though I'd seen the first half, I didn't actually remember as Bradley Cooper. I think that's really like seriously good like effort. It doesn't sound like him, and he's actually the. I was saying to you earlier that the kind of that um, you know the furry kind of sidekick kind of goofball kind of creature often kind of annoys me, but actually he's really good. Like comic yeah. timing, brilliant. Messes up, has some kind of emotional depth. It's really good. Yeah, I really like that. I like uh, that scene. That scene where they're all in the ship and they, they, they sort of all have to come together. You get the inspiring <laughs> speech. Yeah, and yeah. He says he has twelve percent of a plan. <laughs> it's just so good. The writing in this is excellent, yeah. but the perform it really the delivery. What percentage from of a all plan of do you have? <laughs> um, Groot, yeah, really. Groot is just hilarious. Like great job, Vin Diesel. Three really words, job, but it yeah. really makes it. But there's like they all get sort of a touching moment, like the we are group bit at the end really gets me uh, it's really nice yeah I kind of turned to you and I was like he's not he's not dead I was, right I was, he, yeah you yeah. were worried I was a bit worried actually yeah. yeah that's a that's a really it's a nice character it's like got the iron giant kind of um, which is a film I love uh, and it's actually very similar in terms of the way he's he, he looks, looks and the like kind of him. The, you know the kind of massive kind of lovable kind of character also a silent type the iron and a very giant. silent doesn't type doesn't say much does doesn't he? Say much and also Vin yeah. Diesel and also Vin Diesel yeah, yeah. But I feel like Vin just kind of got picked on the strength of his performance in the. Iron Do you think Giant. so? Hundred percent. Do you think yeah, yeah. so? The, the director was like, "Get me the Iron Giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me the What's guy that, that film with the, <laughs> with the tall, the tall thing that doesn't say much, but he's like really, it's really emotional." Yeah, let's yeah. just do that. Let's just get Vin Diesel. Let's yeah. do that again. Yeah. And Chris Pratt obviously is very, very funny in this movie. He's really good, but actually, what's really interesting is he doesn't take he doesn't take the really kind of funny bits from the other character it's not a kind of a real like show-stopping kind of eye-grabbing performance whereby he's he's got to be the funny guy in all the scenes yeah there's bits where he kind of he really deadpans it and just lets the other kind of characters be funny and he they're almost the straight kind of, man as he's well. he is exactly yeah it's yeah. kind of he's funny in the in the same way he is in parks and recreation where he's kind of got that kind of you know kind of oh, what's a better word than goofball i don't want to say goofball on the podcast 
Uh, you could say goofball. I've said it already, so I'll just say goofball. Um, but he, you know, he does that. It's a very similar thing where it's what you can almost kind of picture him kind of looking at the camera and kind of doing that kind of weird face. Kind of, yeah. You know? um, but yeah, he's 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 really good. But actually, kind of the performance, it's like the Fantastic Four or something, except way better. The four of them as, as kind of characters. Yeah, I love how they all sort of come together as a team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sort of it's a good format. It's a good sort of um, trope. The sort of misfits coming together. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. band of misfits, whatever. The only thing is, she Zoe Saldana's character is kind of. Oh, sorry, I've just spotted something. No raccoons or tree creatures were harmed during the making of this film. <laughs> that's Very really, good. that's actually reassuring. What were you saying? Because I there was a, nearly a tear when when Groot. Yeah, you thought he was dead. genuinely. Yeah, dead. no, I was, I was I was a bit worried about him. Um, Zoe Saldana's character is uh, Gamora. 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 So, Gamora. Oh wait, we've got another bit here. Oh yeah, this is the post-credit scene. So it's um. Benicio gets a little bit. Let's of put up the the volume here. Yeah. What do you make Mickey like that for? Gross. <laughs> it's, it's Howard the Duck. Yeah. Brilliant. Because Howard the Duck was um is a Marvel character. Oh right. Apparently. Okay. Um so, so it's twice now we I've interrupted you. Well yeah. the film interrupted you that time. Yeah. So, yeah. so her character's the only thing slightly is uh she gets a little bit more needy and a little bit less cool as it go as it progresses, I think. Yeah, as she kind of you know realizes she was a she badass kind of, at the beginning. Yeah, so when when they're doing the scene where he's um, kind of trying to commit her to dance, and she's like, you know, get the hell off me! I'm not one of your, you know, women. And then she's just fight. weak at the knees later. And then yeah, she, when she gets weak at the knees, she gets a little bit more. She gets a bit more needy and a bit more boring. I think I don't know. Right, she and she also she her couple of funny lines she doesn't deliver quite as well. I don't think you know it's like the we're like footloose bit. You know, where she kind of didn't work back. for you. Didn't work for me. Oh. No, no. Probably, she's, lo- I mean, she's lovely and green, and she's you know, and <laughs> so green. Yeah, she's she's really she nice really pulls green. off the green. She, no, she like she if she walked down the street, she would be hundred percent green, and, and no one would bat an eyelid. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, she's just a green. She's person. green. Yeah, I believe it. She's believably green. Yeah, we were talking at the beginning in the credits about because it's it's always interesting to see who gets the width in the credits and who gets the and. Yeah, and there were two widths, two widths, and we are with John C. Riley. Yeah, with Benicio del Toro and Glenn Close. I think it was. Was it that way? Around? I thought it was. I thought Glenn Close was a width. Oh, maybe she was a width. So I thought. Benicio oh, it was because you said you don't want to take the width from Glenn Close. You don't want to be the one to tell yeah. Glenn Close she's not getting a width. You're not getting a width. <laughs> you know, it's like Glenn. We've so we we've already got a width, <laughs> but we really like you for this role where you're just going to say stuff and kind of phone it in. And she's yeah, like, why is she in this movie? Yeah, it's a bit weird. A bit Do you weird. think all the agents sort of they're all fighting for the end? Like, because the end, you want to get the end. But so what I was thinking right. was Benicio del Toro's. Play has let has fewer lines than the other two in that right, and he gets yeah. he gets the and. Yeah. But is, isn't it the last? I, I would have thought last is best. Like I would have thought the and. I think the and is what you want for sure. I mean he's and he's good and stuff, but John C. Riley and Glenn Close must be a bit like that's really annoying. Benicio yeah. doesn't get much like screen time, and he gets and he gets the and he gets the and you know. I guess it's whoever goes in hard in the negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> They're all, all the agents in a room fighting for the width and the ass. Benicio del Toro's agent is <laughs> yeah. clearly just a badass. Yeah. Glenn oh, Close yeah. has a Dalmatian he's as an agent or something. <laughs> and, like, and they just like fight out. John C. Riley represents himself. And he, just, he says he dick He definitely a lot. represents <laughs> yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Why is he in this movie? I mean, Glenn, he, like, he kind of is okay in it, but it's like... He's fine, yeah, but he's... He it's just like plays a John C. Riley character where yeah it, yeah again, and Peter uh, Peter Serafinovich I don't know how to say his name but he's always Serif, great Serif, Serif, it's, I think he it's doesn't a get soft to do w. a lot there's a, uh, yeah, there's a lot of double he doesn't really do a lot yeah. in there 
um yeah, yeah but, but we were kind of saying like i i would like what would you rather be an andor with or like i would like to be kind of a mitt Oh, you were like a German wit. Yeah, yeah, I want like a German wit. Mit Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mit Tom Fitzpatrick. <laughs> that works for you. And like with, a, yeah. with kind of... So you want to be um, in a German movie and get the wit. No, no, I don't, but I want to be like the German with in a in a blockbuster movie and everyone's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh, and then suddenly all the, all the Hollywood superstars are like... They'll all start They're all calling mitt. in kind of going, I want a mitt, you know? <laughs> get me a mitt. Yeah, get me a mitt. <laughs> I'm so, all right, I'm going to... Um, that's what I'm going to write in, in the podcast description. Yeah. Mitt. Mitt. Tom. Tom Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um, one thing I wrote down here, which we, we were kind of confused as to the the general sort of what what is Xandar is the planet? Like, who are these people? Then yeah. Ronan seems to want to murder them all, and there's a vengeance plot which wasn't very well communicated. As, again, I've seen this three times now. I still don't really understand. I always struggle beef. with these films. What's the beef? What, yeah, what is the beef? I always do struggle a bit with these films with the different names and and. Um, I'm going to sound like a 90-year-old man who's who's got dementia or something, but I, like I actually I couldn't tell you a hell of a lot of the characters' names in that already. And the good stuff is where they're kind of just being characters and kind of chatting, and yeah. a, you know, the really good kind of break out of prison scene and all that kind of stuff. The bands, but the actual kind of overarching kind of almost Star Warsy type plot is um, it's not yeah, very it's well bit, communicated. No, it's not. No. And I don't. And it really throws you in at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Very first much first five ten minutes, you're like, it's just like it's, it's easy. You meet Ronan, and he's like getting his face paint on, and he's like, "Oh, you will all die, Zandarians." And the peace be, treaty has fallen. There's a peace treaty or something. Do you think he's really angry because his character's name is Ronan? Ronan, yeah, not a good name. But like, that's for a, a villain. Because I mean, all villains are probably at like villain conventions, <laughs> going, "Oh, here's here's Ronan." I mean, Thanos, an is a classic sort of yeah. name, and it's just, it just sounds powerful. And yeah. it's just and he, you know, he is obviously powerful, but Ronan's like. Ronan. The kind of guy who spends ages in makeup before the the like supervillain convention, he and everyone's to. like, Ronan's a bit of a dick. <laughs> no, one, no one really the likes Ronan. The mighty Ronan. Ronan. Yeah. I mean, there's only I only know a few Ronans, and they're just so far removed from the. And you know, the I filmmakers mean, haven't. Ronan, I, I mean, I don't know Ronan Keating, but obviously we, Ronan. we feel like we know him. And he's not threatening. His music's threatening, but <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually a bit threatened by you know. I mean, life is a roller coaster, but just 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 you know, ease just off, it off. Ronan. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you're like you're I don't even like heights, strong. Ronan. Um, <laughs> my brother-in-law's Ronan. You know, so this shout out to Tom's brother-in-law yeah, if you're listening. Hi, Ronan. Good to see you. Um, oh, wow, she's... he's on Tinder. We wrote uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was a Tinder <laughs> mention in yeah. this. He said something about this is the Tinder on which you'll burn. But I mean, the word Tinder now has basically been appropriated by that dating app. Yeah, absolutely. You can't yeah. use it in, and I guess he's an alien. He wouldn't know. Because you, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't know. But like, I wonder who you kind of swipe right and swipe left for in this. That's what you do on Tinder, right? In this, in this, like, who would yeah. you swipe? You know. Oh yeah. So, oh uh, well, would you swipe uh, left? Oh, do you, is it left or right? <laughs> we, we don't know. Neither of us know anything guys. about Tinder. Neither of us know Thank anything God. about Tinder. But we're just kind of yeah. There was a Tinder reference. And yeah. a poultry reference. Is it what? A poultry reference. Oh, he said yes. You, your po- uh, your poultry gods. So we said they were worshiping chickens. Yeah, because we're so funny. That was really good, actually. You, but yeah, um, Finchie from the office was in this for a second. That was you really spotted odd. that. Yeah, it was a good spot. That was really odd. Yeah, yeah. big um, departure from being kind of David Brent's sidekick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big, big, big. Uh, stepping onto the global stage but he's got range he's clearly got range oh yeah (laughs) Finchie and a guy who drives the ship Um, there was 
we were kind of discussing at the halfway point when we thought we wouldn't make it through mm. about the different color. Everyone's just color, colorful um, aliens. You know, you got your green aliens, you got your blue aliens, and you said that the pink ones were whores. And I don't think I said. Hang did. on a second. I don't think I said. Let's rewind on this. I'm pretty sure you said all the pink aliens <laughs> like, are whores. Wow. I don't think I said all the pink aliens were whores. <laughs> I think I said something about a pink whore. And then the kid came up who was pink. And then we, I felt really uncomfortable. That's what and, happened. So and you turned there to me was and a kid were, yeah. that was pink. And then it was like, Tom, is she a whore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You happy now, uh, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> you, happy? you hate the female characters. You call them all whores. <laughs> um, I, I really would like to, such a to have... such a male pig. I think at the end they should kind of color code them, though. They should kind of go, you know, green is good and blue, you know. Cause, like, blue is evil, which she but, was... The, the blue one was evil. But Chris Pratt's buddy is blue but kind of like he's Pay kind of evil he, well he's a bit evil but he smiles you know he's, yeah. he smiles a bit evil but he smiles <laughs> someone who smiles can't be evil yeah exactly no I know yeah. what you mean he's got yeah, he comes good he's got he gets good, bested, he's got good and bad but he still smiles and he calls him kid and stuff he looks after him a bit yeah you know um, speaking of sort of blue kids <laughs> gender <laughs> diversification um, the the Bechdel test yeah sort of so we were keeping track on this it just there were quite a few female characters. So you had Gamora and her sister Nebula, but bad character. I think Gamora is not a very well developed character. Like you know, like you know, she's a weapon, and her lines get fewer. And I've I've kind of made my point on that. Nebula is really cool. Yeah, when just, she just like really angry, when but she, she like is, re readjusts all her bones. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the makeup in this film. This was um, this was nominated for an Oscar for makeup. Was it? I think so. Yeah, but it's it's it did just look absolutely like spectacular. We're looking. actually watching some of the behind the scenes stuff yeah, here yeah. on the telly. It, it looks very cool. Like she's she's a particularly kind of cool looking um, character. But they did have a conversation briefly. They have a couple of brief conversations. Then they fight. It's it just reminded me of my sisters like fighting over your sisters fight like my that. My sisters fight like like exactly martial like arts style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus don't Christ. ever mess around with my sister the Fitzpatrick so, house is mental don't call pink women whores in front of them. <laughs> they do not like that no they do not take kindness no. so we're going to give it a pass we're going to give it a pass on the, the Bechdel test because they had a, a fight but is, is a kind of a, a conversation is it just a set of parameters whereby we just tick because I did yeah. so it has to be look it's a funny it's a funny old thing and it's not um, <laughs> Tom it's, not it's a clear, funny old it's thing. a funny old life let me uh, tell you about the Bechdel test <laughs> it's a Bechdel test what I know about the Bechdel test so it's got to have two female characters so it's tick on that yeah they have to have a conversation it's a really low bar just to, like I know two but females. you'd be surprised how many movies still where does this test come from don't pass I looked it up yesterday it's because uh, I didn't know this it's from a 1985 comic strip by some woman called Bechdel and it was just in the comic strip uh, okay. there was reference of this this you know I don't go see a movie unless it's yeah, yeah, got yeah. these okay, rules yeah, and then yeah, it yeah. Just, I don't know just got picked up as a thing but um, yeah, so it has to have uh, at least two female characters. They have to be named, and they have to have a conversation, and the conversation has to be not about a man. Okay, so it definitely passes in that sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just and all right. So finally, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I think this is the best Marvel movie that I've watched so far. So this is going in right at the top. It's right yeah, up there, right really up there good. with Iron really Man like, three. Because actually, do you know what I wonder is if um, if with other kind of Marvel films and stuff you end up liking them less as more sequels come out like I, I remember really liking Iron Man initially and then not you really liking the second him. one and I think I, I think I really did like the third one but um, this one's just a standalone like we haven't seen a second one and we haven't got bored of any kind of characters and Chris Pratt's still kind of great and you know yeah. I wonder if 
the more sequels you have, the kind of less diminishing you know, returns. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm finding because I'm watching all soundtrack these in a row. Oh, the soundtrack is banging. Oh, I mean, it really yeah, just yeah, makes yeah. it, doesn't it? But it actually, it, the film kind of is led by the sound. The soundtrack's a really integral part of it. It's like it's really, really cool. And they weaved it in very nicely with the Walkman and the the the. Yeah, the mother kind of tape deck in the his ship, starting the, the end, mother. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it doesn't feel like shoehorned in, which is kind of how it felt in Suicide Squad. If you saw that, I like, haven't seen that actually. It's but, not great. But that's that's yeah, that's exactly it. It's like kind of it's almost it's at the end where oh, do we talk about the end of films on this? Or? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of like you know brings it full circle in terms of reaching out for the hand and the the music kind of provides that kind of backdrop throughout. It's really really nice. It's so great. And when he opens the the new the present from his mother, very very touching. So that's about it. Well, um, thanks for coming out, Tom. You're very welcome. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, do you want to stay for the rest of the movies? Please no, I don't, need to. Please don't leave. I kind of need the keys to <laughs> unlock that front door. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to let you leave. Yeah. Don't leave me alone. I, I'm Fine. handcuffed to the table. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will release you. Go into the wild. Tell, tell stories of our bravery here. Oh, I will. Tell them. Tell them, Tom. Tell them not to come back send help <laughs> send pizza has left i am back on my own for the rest of the night but the end is in sight it's now 4 36 p.m i have three movies left to go that's avengers age of ultron ant-man and then captain america civil war i am looking forward to having this done and i'm also excited because these are pretty good movies overall i'm particularly looking forward to seeing ant-man again i haven't seen that uh since it's on in the cinema. So, yeah, and I'm feeling good. I'm not uh, not too tired. I'm a little bit uh, wary. I'm starting to get those Sunday evening vibes, you know, where it's like your weekend's nearly over and you have to go back to work and then yeah, you sort of look back at what you did and what you achieved and you realise you just watched 13 movies in a row. So that's a, that's a little bit depressing. But, um, yes, Age of Ultron, here we go. Okay, 11 down, 2 to go. Avengers Age of Ultron. So, I liked that. I liked that movie overall. It was good. Um it's f- just fun watching all the Avengers together. I think there it has problems. It has probably quite a few problems. It all feels a little rushed, I would say maybe it's hard to get this uh the whole Ultron plot into one movie. It felt like it would have been better served to build it up over several movies like they've kind of done with um, Thanos he's a villain that deserves that um, but it doesn't quite and it doesn't quite work James Spader's um, 
he's a good voice actor, but it just I didn't quite get Ultron. Like he wasn't evil enough. He was quipping too much. I mean, why would a, an evil robot be quipping? Um, why would he be making funny remarks? Why? Why? How has he mastered sarcasm so quickly? Although it did. I mean, it was. It's a nice progression from Iron Man 3, this whole Iron Legion thing and AI, because for each of the Iron Man movies and the Avengers, there's this sort of escalation that Tony Stark does. He's always on to the next thing. And in Iron Man 3, he sort of builds all his suits become like automated. And so the next evolution of that would be drones. And I guess the next evolution to that is is AI. So it, it, it is nice to get there. But there's there's almost just there's too much in this movie. It's very convoluted. Um, you've got all that they have to. They, it was a tough job for Joss Whedon to get, you know, to sell an Avengers movie, to introduce a new villain, to introduce two new characters in Scarlet Witch and Quick Quicksilver, to set up sort of the next Avengers movie, or to create another, introduce another character, Vision, um, to introduce the the whole the Mind Stone and the Infinity Stones. Then also to set up uh, Thor three. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining that that Thor, that Thor stuff felt a bit shoehorned in, but actually I, I thought it made sense. I mean, um, they kind of not only do they have to set up Thor three, and here's a role for that, but they also have to give a, a justifiable reason for why he and Bruce Banner aren't in Captain America: Civil War, and I felt like that was justified. I still don't really know what Vision is. Um, I think he's Jarvis mixed with some sort of synthesized flesh and he's got the Mind Stone in him. I, I don't know. I mean, so much stuff happens that I, and I've seen this a few times now and I still don't quite have my, my head around it. What Joss Whedon does really well is dialogue. He's just such a such a snappy writer. Um I see a suit of armor around the world is a nice line from Tony Stark. I mean, there's a there's a great line from Hawkeye when they're in the battle. He says, "You know, the city's flying. We're fighting robots, and I have a bow and arrow." None of this makes sense. I mean, it's a it's a little bit sort of meta, maybe, but it, it got a laugh. It got a laugh. I say, I laughed by myself. That is. Um, there's some there's some good stuff in this movie. Iron Man versus the Hulk in the unnamed. African city was great. I love that. It's like, why not just name where they are in Africa? You you know, you've got, you you were in New York for the Avengers. They've been to London. They always name these cities, but then it's just like, I think the, the title was just Salvage Yard, African Coast. It was like African Coast. It's a fucking continent. It's that's that's an enormous coast. Be specific. Yeah, but they're happy to just make up African countries. Why couldn't they be in? South Africa we're going to be in Cape Town I don't know just like it's so vague I think the way Hollywood treats Africa is very interesting uh, the new characters Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are, are quite quite good although I will say um, you know Quicksilver was clearly done better in the X-Men um, they got their first with, with him uh, he's better he's more fun the other guy that plays him in the X-Men movies and they, they do the I mean, it was, it was a tough task uh, for them to sell this character in Age of Ultron because we'd already seen Days of Future Past and it was just done so well that, that uh, the scenes with Quicksilver, the way they froze time, essentially. So hard act to follow and they didn't really top it. In terms of the Bechdel test, uh, this movie passed. 
Um, there were well, four sort of main named female characters. You've got Black Widow, Maria Hill. There was the, the doctor whose name I, I, I missed, who who's making the skin stuff. And uh, Scarlet Witch. Oh, and there's five, actually, because there was a Hawkeye's wife. And Hawkeye's wife and uh, Black Widow have a conversation about her baby at the beginning, which actually, hang on, turned out to be a boy. So was the conversation technically about a man? Oh, shit. Did you just lose your Bechtel score, Ultron? No, I'm going to give him a pass. I think that's okay. Joe, earlier, who I was talking to on the uh, Captain America movies, um, made a very good point about this movie that it does. it's called Age of Ultron, but it, it does not last anywhere near an age. I mean, I don't know what the exact definition of an, an age is, but this movie lasts, uh, you know, what is it, a few days, a week at most. Uh, Joe said it should have been called Weekend at Ultrons, which I think is a, a much more fitting title for it. The Black Widow thigh choke count, I didn't count any in this. I mean, it's possible I missed it. I, I, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't 100% paying attention. I kind of tuned out a bit through this movie. I think I may be hitting the wall. I may be hitting the Marvel wall here. But I think Ant-Man will bring me back because that's the freshest one to me in terms of I've seen it the least amount of times, just one time. I've seen a lot of, I'd say I've actually seen all of these movies at least twice before this Um and so this will be my second time watching Ant-Man. Uh, Captain America jump, didn't jump out of a plane in this movie. Not that I saw, anyway. Um, again, I wasn't paying close enough attention. There was one montage, though, in the middle. Uh, or very early on, in fact, which was um, Tony and Bruce making Ultron. I liked, um, I liked that they sort of led us down the path of Hawkeye dying. Or at least you know it was setting that up nicely. We met his, we met his uh, wife and family, and he was going to retire. I mean, Joss Whedon really took us down that path. And then it, there was a moment where, uh, you know, there's a child left in the city, and then Hawkeye is sees him, and you think, oh shit, he's he's gonna croak it. But uh, Quicksilver gets it in the end, um, which is I th- I, well, it was <laughs> it was it was a good little last minute twist on it. Um, but it's like they need to they need to start killing off main people in there or really big characters in this universe. Um, as I was saying with Joe earlier, I mean, it's nobody. Death is not a consequence in this universe. People die and they then they come back. People need to die and stay dead. And that way there'll be more th- threat and the, the villain will be more threatening. Um, Ultron just wasn't threatening enough in this really for something that was threatening the end of humanity um just didn't work he was making too many jokes i don't want my villains that jokey right so that's age of ultron i'm gonna nip out to the shops for a walk and then come back and watch (laughs) ant-man Time is 7.25pm on Sunday night and I am nearly finished. I um, just had a nice dinner and I went up to the shop and treated myself to a couple of uh, zillionaire... No, what are they called? Millionaire short 
cakes. Shortbreads, millionaire cakes. Little gazillionaire cakey things. Oh yeah, that was very good. Like chocolate and toffee and caramel. Oh my god, I'm so alone. Kathy, come back. I regret everything. I think of. I'm starting to think of all the things I could have done this weekend. What I could have achieved. I could have written a screenplay. It's better than some of these movies, possibly. Now, who am I kidding? All right, look, you know the score at this stage. I'm just gonna watch Ant Man now. Bye. Mm, so good. And I believe everyone deserves a shot at redemption. Do you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes sense. Okay, Ant-Man. That was a lot of fun. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, really holds up. It's uh, Paul Rudd is just greatest scott lang so cool to see michael douglas back on screen haven't seen him in ages um the young michael douglas at the beginning that's amazing effects work like very very convincing and they did something similar with robert downey jr in civil war uh like wow like so much better than the aging thing they did on Haley atwell for um winter soldier it's like wow it just looked like the, they just had Michael Douglas from the, from the actual 80s um, acting again. It was incredible. I was thinking, like, they should just do that for... Do that to Harrison Ford so he can play Indiana Jones again rather than, like, recasting it or whatever the hell they're going to do. Um, think Just think of the possibilities. You could do a... Han, he could play himself in the Han Solo prequel. Um, the... The villain, again, isn't isn't great in this. I really like Corey Stoll, the actor. But the villain isn't very well defined. He's a bit one note. There's I didn't really understand what was happening. There was a... The, apparently, like, the particles were changing his brain chemistry. Um, there's a reference to that at some stage. So maybe he, that's making him evil. I don't know. It was a little bit indistinct and he was a little bit one note. And also, the I mean, they, sh- they could have surely could have come up with a better name than Yellow Jacket for the for the thingy. Yellow Jacket? It's not very good. It's not very inventive. But what was inventive was the the fight scenes in this were really, really good. Really, the whole end scene in the, the fight through suburbia and in a briefcase and uh, through the the little girl's train set it was very very clever really fun um i loved all the stuff with him shrinking when he first shrinks in the bathtub there's some really good uh sound design there the sort of echo was is very like evocative the script isn't as tight as it should be i felt i mean this had a lot of production problems um obviously lost famously lost uh, director edgar wright who it just didn't work out between him and Marvel for whatever reason. And it would be very, I'd love to see his version of this movie. Um, but I think Peyton Reed, who took over, did a good, did a good job. Um, but it means that, you know, you got four writing credits, I think, on this, on this movie. You got Ed, Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish's version, and then Adam McKay came in and did a draft. I don't know the full history of this, but um, even Paul Rudd, Adam, actually, in fact, Adam McKay and Paul Rudd, um, 
did a pass at this together. Um, Adam McKay, who directed Anchorman, which had Paul Rudd in it, and um, The Big Short recently. So, but um, yeah, it felt like it's kind of had a few passes. Um, for instance, the heist. I, I love that this is a heist movie, and I love that it's centered around a heist. But it wasn't as cl- like what was happening in the in the heist wasn't as intricate or clear cut as I would have liked it to have been. Um, as as it can be for movies like Ocean's Eleven, um, where you get a really good sense of what everyone's doing and this, this big, large, intricate plan. This seemed to be very much just, you know, um, Ant Man just rides a water tube into the thing then destroys some computers and then he goes down some tube into the I mean and why is there a tube down to the down to the yellow jacket that didn't make any sense um just put it in a completely sealed container no um and Han- Hank Pym's plan to uh to get Scott Lang to like break into his house and try on the suit and then, and then he lures him there by like paying a cleaner to tell her friend to tell his friend who he plays baseball with to tell Michael Pena to tell Scott Lang. It's like this doesn't make any sense. How could it? The, the amount, the series of events that would have had to happen for him to even be interested in this heist is it's just ridiculous. Michael Douglas should have just gone to him. And said, you know, oh, I'll, I'll pay, you know, I'll pay all your child support if you do this. Just hire him. That would have been a lot easier. He was looking for a job at the very beginning. He was working in Baskin Robbins. Uh, you don't need to go to this ridiculously intricate plan. As much fun as it was to have Michael Pena relate the story um, the two times that happens in the movies. It's, it, it was, it's a fun little touch. Michael Pena was a lot of fun in this movie, in fact. The, the comedy in this was great. There was a very light touch. There wasn't a lot of... Uh, grittiness or seriousness to this it was uh although it it ended up being a lot more interesting the t- the look and feel of it is a, a lot more sort of colorful and comic booky a little bit more televisual as well this isn't a very cinematic movie for the most part a little bit like parts of the first avengers uh, there's a nice little death star reference uh, i noticed when they're um planning the heist how they shut down the computer it's like the same little um graphic that the, and it's it's like a tiny little tube that they have to hit, very like the Death Star. All the stuff with the the safe cracking was fun. I like I like that. Um, I lo- I loved all the stuff with him, like uh, Scott Lang having to get the fingerprint by like uh, getting it off a cup and then creating a mold out of nothing. And it's like I love all that sort of MacGyver stuff. Speaking of that, we had a couple of montages. The Marvel movie montages were back. We had two montages in this movie. There was the getting ready for the heist. Uh, breaking into the to crack into the safe montage and then there was obviously a really extended training montage which was great fun first training montage in the whole uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe so far I love a good training montage this movie had some thigh chokes as well previously known as scissor kicks um, obviously Black Widow's not in this but uh, Evangeline Lilly does a thigh choke and then Paul Rudd does a, a thigh choke on the Falcon later on so thigh chokes all the rage back in um what it didn't do so well on was the Bechdel test so there were two female characters so we had the ex-wife and uh, we had Evangeline Lilly's character who's going to play the wasp 
But they did not have a conversation with each other. I don't think they even met. So it's a fail for Ant-Man on the Bechdel test. Those two cops, um, Bobby Carnavale and, and uh, the guy who played Barksdale in The Wire, what was the point of their characters? Um, they, they were utterly ridiculous. And they, they were the worst cops ever. They just sort of ran from point to point. They were like uh, they were like children hearing noises. They just... or dogs they just like get distracted by something at one point they have um dave and the eastern european hacker on the ground handcuffed outside the van. they're not even handcuffed they just have them they're about to arrest them and then another alarm goes off so they just run over to that you know instead of finishing the arrest they were very sloppy and ridiculous so sad when anthony the flying ant croaked it um although a bit ridiculous that uh, the bad guy was shooting a gun at a swarm of ants. Ridiculous. Well, pretty impressive, actually, that he randomly did hit the one ant that Paul Rudd was on. But that wouldn't be the thing I'd do if there were a swarm of ants flying at me. You wouldn't reach for your gun. And I like the uh, the little kiss at the end. The way that, the way they did that, it was uh, Michael Douglas opening the door and they were already kissing. It was kind of low-key and fun. I kinda, there was some nice interactions between those three characters. Michael Douglas seemed to be having a lot of fun in this um, as well, so it'd be, it'd be, I'm looking forward to seeing them all again in Ant Man and the Wasp, which is out next year or the year after, I think. Um, all the stuff with the quantum realm and going subatomic, I'm guessing that's going to tie into Doctor Strange somewhat. And I mean, obviously, Hank Pym's wife is alive somewhere in the quantum realm. All right, I'm gonna grab a cup of tea and then we'll go into the final movie. to the end last movie it is quarter to ten nine forty-five. in other words um p.m on sunday night i've been at this since what was it 10 p.m on friday night i think so it's about this is about 28 hours of movies in total this really has been a marathon um been a bit of a slog in parts i'm feeling pretty good now actually despite the fact that um i have to go to work tomorrow and i'm probably going to be exhausted and i haven't actually done anything or achieved anything this weekend but it's been fun anyway i'm getting a bit retrospective i'll probably say that for the end um last up is captain america civil war which i went to see with kathy in the cinema it was our second ever review on this show um so go listen to that if you haven't listened to it already. And uh, yeah, Kathy didn't like it. Didn't like it very much. wasn't a fan. Um, I liked it very much. I went again in the cinema. I liked it so much by myself. Uh, so this is my third time seeing it. That was back in May. So it was. It's not even six months have passed. So three times in six months, 
I mean, if that's not fanboy levels, I don't know what is. But I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to throw this up on the projector now, so I'm just looking forward to watching that big airport battle again. It was amazing. I'm not looking forward to the length of this. It's like two and a half hours long, and it, which means it's going to be after midnight. Um, anyway, maybe if I stop shouting on here and just start it, uh, it'll be over sooner. So see you on the other side, Civil War. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. I did it. It's half twelve. Monday morning. Oh my god, Monday morning. I'm going to work in seven hours. Um, I did it. What an achievement. I can, can I be proud of this? Probably not. Um, I'm, very, I'm very tired. It's like it all just kind of hit me there in the last half hour. What a monumental waste of time this has been. Um, 28 hours of, of movies. Over a whole weekend, um, I had a pizza, a curry, five beers, it's probably five cups of tea, two really good breakfasts that I made, a lot of profiteroles, thanks to Nick upstairs for bringing me down some profiteroles. Thanks to... Uh, I feel like I'm doing a speech now. Thanks to um, to Joe Kylie for skyping in from Ireland for the two Captain Americas. Thanks to Tom Fitzpatrick for coming all the way out to Richmond to watch um, the first half of Guardians of the Galaxy again and then the second half for the first time. And um, thanks to Kathy for um, going away for the weekend and allowing this to happen. I don't know if I should be thanking you for this, Kathy, because it's kind of driven me demented. Um, yeah, there's my there's my award ceremony speech. So, quick uh, quick chat about Civil War. Uh, so good. I love that movie. It's so well done. It's just so cool. It's like the culmination. It's a great way to top off this whole thing because it's like the culmination of all those movies together. Um, and a lot of people say this isn't really a Captain America movie, you know, this is an Avengers 2.5, um, which is, th- yeah, there are a lot of the Avengers in it, but I really do think this is thematically it's a Captain America movie. First of all, it was written by the same two guys that did the other two Captain America movies, and it looks and feels very, very much a... Um, like a Captain America movie, particularly like The Winter Soldier, because uh, it's got the same two directors, the Russo brothers here. Um, and it's about it's it's about Cap Cap and Bucky at the at the at the center of all this, really, and their and their bromance. 
as lame as it is when they sort of start to reminisce about the redhead at the fair called Dot. Um, you know, there's a lot of throwbacks to to the first one. Even you know, it's it's Steve Rogers saying he doesn't like bullies. He doesn't like being told what to do. He fights for the little guy. Um, he's always kind of been anti-establishment. You know, he never even followed orders in in World War Two. Um, so it makes sense that he that he's like this. And for Tony Stark, it makes complete sense for him as well. This is very, this is this is more sort of Iron Man three point five than it is Avengers three point two point five. I think because this is very much a culmination of everything Tony's been through in the the three Iron Mans and the two Avengers movies. This is his sixth movie as as Tony Stark. Um, but this makes sense. You know, he started as a, as a brash uh, rebel, as I mentioned in my Iron Man 2 review. You know, it's a nice it's a nice callback to, to, that he's in a Senate hearing about handing over the Iron Man to the government and to be accountable for his actions. And now he's done a sort of a full U-turn, but he's changed a lot since then. They all have. I like that this actually has uh, the the opening scene is in Lagos in uh, Nigeria. They actually, it's almost like they responded to my criticisms of Age of Ultron and that they couldn't pick an African city to set something in and just said African coast. So they actually picked an African city this time and they put it right next to a fictitious African city, Wakanda, which we're going to see more of in the Black Panther movie. Um Zemo's plan I really like Zemo as a villain if well he's literally very human um and it's sort of a nice mix for a nice sort of unraveling mystery which I enjoyed the first time I saw this but uh his plan the intricacies of his plan don't really hold up to much scrutiny there's there's a very funny honest trailers video from screen junkies about this movie and they sort of list out everything that has to happen for Zemo's plan to to take effect and it's pretty ridiculous also why is he asking about people about this date like if he already knows the date that this happened that surely he already has the information he needs so why is he asking people for the date for this I guess maybe he needed the video footage I don't know Um, it's totes in a probes that Captain America is getting off with Peggy's niece. That's weird. It'd be like if I was like frozen in time for 60 years and then um, uh, Kathy died and then I like got off with one of her relatives at the funeral. Um, that's inappropriate, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I guess Stephen and Peggy were never in a relationship, but still. Come on, dude. Um, speaking of pointless relationships uh, they seem to be building up something between Vision and Wanda the Scarlet Witch but uh, I couldn't muster any courage to care in any of the three times I've seen this movie Vision just feels like he's in a different series of movies altogether I think this is the problem with the Marvel Universe is that because you've got you know you you, you can have sort of grounded little movies like uh Ant-Man grounded because not grounded but you can have little movies about you know heists like little pun intended not intended that was an accident um, 
and then you've got sort of the your big space operas like Guardians of the Galaxy. And now you're going to have something about magic in um, Doctor Strange. And then you've even got small, smaller, sort of more brutal stories, which we're seeing on Netflix with uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. But, um, yeah, when they all kind of come together, like when we get Vision in a Captain America spy movie, it just feels like, I don't know, it feels weird. Like, what is it? What the fuck is Vision? I'm still not kind of clear what he is. And it sounds like he doesn't even know what he is. He's like, he's Jarvis. He's Paul Bettany with... But he can... But he doesn't know how to cook. Don't give a shit. Get out. Don't don't have a whole scene of him trying to cook in the Captain America movie. It's already two and a half hours long. Chill out. I like that. Uh, I like. I was thinking during this one. I like that nobody in this cinematic universe has a secret identity except Spider-Man, with a notable exception. But nobody. I mean, from the off, in the first movie, ends with Tony Stark is supposed to have a cover story, and then he says, "Ah, oh, fuck it. You know, I'm Iron Man." And uh, you know, everyone knows Steve Rogers is Captain America. Uh, it, they're just like they are who they are, and they live their lives. Except for the possible exception of, I guess, Hawkeye. Uh, but speaking of Spider-Man, Tom Holland did such a great job in this. He just nails that sort of geeky, nervous uh, energy. Um, and him and Robert Downey Jr. are so good together. So it'll be very. It's going to be very fun seeing a Spider-Man movie uh, in a few months. Only it's in May next year. And Rob Downey Jr. is going to be in that as well. Um, quick check-in on the thigh choke counter. Um, she did do a thigh choke very early in this movie. So chalk it down, Black Widow. Um, th- however, on the Bechtel test front, this movie is a fail. There are three female characters. Agent 13, Peggy's niece. Sharon, I think her name is. You've got Black Widow and you've got Scarlet Witch. And I don't think, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I don't think that any of them have a conversation in this movie. I think, I mean, they're all in group conversations. It's kind. Look, it's kind of on the fence here, but this is mostly, it's a very male movie. And if we're just strictly looking at this Bechdel test, as the criteria are set, then it, I think it's a fail. There's also a nice throwback to like one of the very first scenes of First Avenger, when uh, Cap is, you know, getting beaten up outside an alley in the cinema, and he says, "I can, you know, I can do this all day." And he says, he says the same thing to Tony um, during their fight, and that's just a testament to the character. He's, you know, he's stubborn. It's like. Joe was saying earlier he's just like he's he's always willing to sacrifice himself for a greater cause I mean stop sacrificing yourself buddy as Joe said um, it's a bit disappointing at the end of this movie like they've laid all this groundwork and then they you know they have a really climactic uh, fight that they don't doesn't seem like they could come back from like uh, between Tony and Steve you know he says that's 
that's not your shield. My father made that. And then he drops the shield and you think, oh, fuck, how are they going to come back from that? And then, oh, they do come back from that one scene later when Steve just sends him a letter saying, hey, no bother. Don't worry about it. We're cool. You know, just let me know if you ever need anything. Laters. It's like, what was the point of this whole movie then? I guess they're on the run now. That's a big difference. Most of them are on the run. But, uh, fuck's sake. Have some, like, at least be angry at each other for a few movies. And then they could, you know, fix their relationship going into the next Avengers movie or something. But it's just like, God, learn to learn to hold a grudge, guys. So that's it. That is the 13 MCU movies that have been released to date. We're a week away from Doctor Strange. That'll make it 14. Um... So I think I'm going to place Civil War second behind Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite uh, my favorite MCU movie. And I, I look that's just down to my taste as well. I'm a big sucker for sci-fi and it's a big fun space opera. Um but I think it's just fun. It's the most fun of all these movies. I love all the individual characters. It's just it's got a great soundtrack. Just love it to bits. So that puts us I'll just run through the list from the from the very bottom, The Incredible Hulk, then it was Iron Man 2, then Thor the Dark World, then Captain America the First Avenger, then Iron Man, then Avengers Age of Ultron. Then Ant-Man. I forgot to say in my Ant-Man review. I've placed that sort of in the middle, just behind Thor. So there's Ant-Man, then Thor, then the Avengers, then the Winter Soldier, then Iron Man 3, then Captain America Civil War, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. And I cannot wait for more Guardians of the Galaxy next year. It'll be interesting to see if they bring all those characters together with the all the stuff happening on Earth in the Avengers, I guess. Anyway, I, I've... I loved watching these movies. It's been a bit of a slog doing it all in one go in one weekend. I don't think I'll do this again. That was foolish from the start. Um, and it just filled up my whole weekend. Um, but I really did enjoy it. I, I enjoy all these movies. They're just so much fun. I love how they all connect with each other. I, lo- I love how they're all so, so different. And now they've got such a vast playing field of characters to play with they've got this great canvas a whole literally a universe of characters that they can just add people into take people out of i just wish marvel would take a few more risks with changing the scenery a bit i think they did that very well in winter soldier when they you know shield was basically disbanded and that was gone nick fury his his life changed. You know, a lot of the characters' lives changed in that, but they haven't really done a big event like that besides, of course, you know, Sokovia, I guess. That's it. I'm very much looking forward to Kathy coming home and uh, our next cinema will be a return to our normal format, um, which I'm really looking forward to because it's really weird just talking to yourself, um, talking to myself, myself talking to you. So this is what happens when Cathy leaves. I just talk shite. She keeps us on track. 
She's the real star of this show. We all know it. So we will see you soon for more Cinemiles. I'm very tired. I'm going to go to bed. Um, you can follow us um, at The Cinemile on Twitter. Our website is thecinemile.com or email us over at thecinemile at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. If anyone did make it through all of this, um, I'm pretty sure this is clocking in at a few hours. Uh, bye bye.